What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome All right. fans to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts and out of breath, Daniel Posey, and joining me, as always, across the internet, Drew Douglas. Dude, you blew out my eardrums. I, no joke, have a clock which has a timer at the top of my computer and I've never used it for this, but today I'm like, let me see how long I can go. And I held that for 10 full seconds, or at least according to my clock. So night. I was starting to black out there. I may have went a little bit longer or shorter, but that's what my computer said. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it seemed like a very long time. Well, film fans, thanks for joining us. If this is your first time, welcome. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, music, everything pop culture. But today, we will talk about Space Jam 2, A New Legacy, starring LeBron James that just dropped this past weekend, not only in theaters, but also on HBO Max. We will then bring back the Rotten Tomatoes game, where we will talk about two movies coming up this upcoming weekend. But before we get into all of that, let's start off talking about the last thing, meaning the last thing that we watched. Drew, what 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 do you have to say? I'm like a broken record here. We, my wife and I, have still been watching Shit's Creek. Almost done with season three. I was wrong. I think I said seven seasons last podcast. Mm. There's only six, so we're about halfway through. Um, still going through Dexter, and then you know I haven't watched too many movies outside of Space Jam. I did watch. Creed 2 again uh, a couple weeks ago and then um, I watched Rounders which is a mo- I finally mm-hmm. took me a couple days to finish that but uh, it makes me want to play poker I don't know anything oh. about that but it always makes me want to go take a lot of cash go <laughs> find some seedy poker games somewhere in the city and just lose all my money <laughs> are they good in the movie like Matt Damon is he good Oh, yeah. Him and Edward Norton are just basically finding these losers and just stealing their money. You well, know? I've never seen it. It's been... Oh, goodness. I know. It's been on my queue on multiple streaming platforms, and I've never gotten around to watching it, but I want to watch that and Swingers do like a double feature. I think you would like Rounders a lot. It's on HBO Max. I don't know how long, but if you want to give it a shot, it's, uh, I would say, highly entertaining. There's something about this movie with the poster... The, which is the still image that's on all the streaming platforms, just what you see whenever you add it to the queue. But not only that, but it's the clips I've seen, the things I've heard, and then also just kind of throughout the years, it's built, I would say, maybe a cult following. Yeah, oh yeah. It's huge among card players. And then John Satoro's getting it, and it's got John Malkovich, who is just like off the rails, but mm. so good in it. 
<laughs> it's I don't even want to say what he does, but when you watch this, you're gonna be like, "This is the most insane performance ever." But I somehow <laughs> love every second of it. Ah, uh, that's that's making me more excited to see it because it's definitely been on my list for a long time, and I don't know why I've never gotten around to watching it because, weirdly enough, I really like gambler movies. There's yeah. Uh, the Mark Wahlberg movie, The Gambler, which is a remake of the James Conn 70s, The Gambler. And those two are on the list. There's Hard Eight with John C. Riley, and there's 21 with, um, I feel like I can't say his name, but Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. But that was, you remember that movie, 21? Yeah, it's been a while. Have you seen Mississippi Grind? That's what oh, it came out. Yeah. By 2015, that one's really good. That's real, yeah. I now that you say that, it makes me want to rewatch. I think that's on like Paramount Plus. It's like a it's top tier gambling along with Rounders. I think Mississippi Grind. You also have Ryan Reynolds, and then uh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, uh, ben Mendelson. Yeah, Ben man, Ben Mendelson's so good. But yeah, that and Killing Them Softly came out back-to-back years, maybe just like two, three years apart. I'm like, geez, Ben Mendelsohn, cannot wait to see more of him. And now we see him everywhere. Yeah, he's a huge star, and that's a good thing, though. Now, I've been meaning to ask you, I almost texted you this, but I am glad that we're talking about the last things that you've seen because I wanted to find out, did you watch Fear Street Part 2, 1978? So I still have two and three to go. Okay. The first one, I'm telling you, the first one left me just so, eh that I, I'm not in a rush. Mm. And I've heard some mixed things about the second one, and I've heard mixed things about the third one. They both seem to be doing okay on the almighty Rotten Tomatoes, though. So yeah. who knows? Did you watch them both? Yeah, I did. I, weirdly enough, went into the franchise, and that's technically part of my last thing, because Friday night, I finally saw all of Loki, and then I saw the final Fear Street, Fear Street Part three 1666 and i have to be honest the third one 1666 was at the bottom of my list if i had to rank the them from most excited to least excited to see him the third one was at the bottom and then the second one was at the top if you flip that that's exactly how those ended up being in terms of my liking of them i like the third one best second one then or I'm sorry, I like the third, first, and second. And mm. second was least. I I like the second one, but it just didn't really click with me as much as the first one. And the last one, they they I think they did a great job not only wrapping up the story, but they did something in the third film midway through. And I'm like, oh, this is this is weird, but I like it. And I think because of that bold move, it made me like and appreciate the third one even more. Okay. Is the third one like an F-bomb fest? It's funny because we were talking about that, uh, you and I, on the show, uh, maybe three, four months ago about something. I can't remember what now. And it was the same situation, but the first one, that was one of my big complaints. The second one does the same. It follows the same suit. And then the third film gets away from that. But it's about half of the movie where it gets away from that. And then the other half, 
I'm not going to say goes overboard like the first film, but there, there's still, you still have that. It's just not as much as the first two. And so it started to rein it in a little bit. I found it to be interesting. The third film is the one where R.L. Stein came up with the story. But then the first two, we've got Lee, is it Janet? Janet? Uh, the writer-director, she, and she directed all three of these films. She was the one who had uh, come up with the story and then also screenwriting for all of them. But yeah, I, I have to say the third one, I really like the second one. It was weird because leading up to, I kept hearing how great it was. And when I watched it, I'm like, it's okay. It was like, I, I give it like a B. Um, it, it was still fun, definitely worth watching, but I like how they had followed this timeline from the first, second and third. So it's cool. Uh, something very different. I hope that they, that they continue it. I will have to say before watching Space Jam, though, I finished one of my picks from this month, and it was the Netflix series, Atypical. And if I'm not mistaken, that was my number one pick of the month. And I'll just say, it's kind of bittersweet. I'm sad to see the show go after four seasons. It was something that I really liked the characters, mainly Sam Gardner, who's played by here Gilchrist. He, if you can recall from, I know the last episode when we were talking about this, he plays the young boy and it follows. He's kind of the lead actor and it follows. He did a great job in that. Uh, he was in dead silence, that movie um, that I think was from James Wan. And that was like a mid-2000s film. It was okay, but uh, Gilchrist does such a great job with Sam. But I have to say, this show is worth watching for the actors and actresses. Uh, Gilchrist is at the top. Michael Rappaport plays Doug, the father. And they really dive into some of the most complex things with the dad and the family in this. Especially like the, the first half, uh, the last season because it's done now like it's over oh it, it is i was going to ask you because i thought you mentioned it being broken into two parts but this is it it's over yeah and sadly i feel like there's more that they can do i don't want to give anything away but they end season four more of a season finale than a series finale they try to wrap up various character loose ends things like that but it left me wanting more. And I think it's just because of all of these characters and their uh, the performers. We've got Gilchrist. We've got Rappaport. Rappaport, I feel like he's, a, he's someone that you've seen in so many movies and TV shows. And he's got like decades of work. And on IMDb, on his acting credits, he's got 122 movies, TV shows just across the board. So he's, he's done a lot. Um, but then we also have a few other unknown actors and actresses or those who haven't done a whole lot. Uh, Jenna Boyd is in this. Once again, she has not been in a lot, but she kills it as a love interest in this show. And then, of course, we've got Jennifer Jason Lee, who's not only acting, but she is one of the producers for the show. And this show is just, it's so good. I can't say enough about it. Uh, the first 
couple of seasons were great. I feel like season four got off to a rocky start. Weirdly enough, I feel like Jennifer Jason Lee's acting was like off in the first couple of episodes. And it just didn't seem believable. But then the second half of season season four gets really good. They find their footing. They deal with some really heavy issues. And it's just a great story about how a family of uh, Sam, who's the main character of this, he's an 18-year-old um, on the autism spectrum. And it's about how his family is just living their life. So it's kind of like a slice of life style. Uh, the first two, three seasons are really good. The fourth season gets a little lackluster, I feel. Uh, but man, it just, it makes me want more. It sucks that this is over and it makes me want them to continue this. But I was like, once again, pushing this show to two other coworkers. And I'm like, once you see it, it's just like, it's just so freaking good. The, especially the first, I think two seasons just hooked me. And my girlfriend, it was funny. We watched the last four of this show and then we were like, all right, let's take a small break. And then we're going to watch, watch Space Jam, A New Legacy. And then we went right into Space Jam. And I got to say, maybe five, 10 minutes in, we, uh, I, I got an inkling of how she was feeling about it. And she's like, wow, it's going to be one of those kinds of movies. <laughs> <laughs> then... And normally she's super forgiving. She normally is able to say, hey, I like to watch wacky movies. I like to watch some movies. Normally she she tends to watch movies that are lighter in nature compared to like what I like, what we like. You know, for example, we uh, some like great horror movies put that on and we're just like having the time of our lives. She hates that stuff. She would rather go and watch um, other like. Any any given day, she would rather honestly watch like a kid's movie rather than even think about watching a scary movie. And so normally she'd be super forgiving for this kind of movie. But right off the bat, she was like poo-pooing on it. And I'm like, all right, I guess this movie will be one of those rough watches. But let's go ahead and dive into that film. Welcome, King James. I am the king of this domain. This is the serververse. What'd you do to my son? Where's Dom? The only way you're getting your son back is if you and I play a little basketball. Pete, send this clown to the rejects. Wait. All right, Space... I'm just going to call it Space Jam 2. I'm not going to be... <laughs> I'm not going to space this out any more than i have to uh as you said came out july 16th in theaters and on hbo max it was directed by malcolm d lee he's helmed i don't know who i the name didn't register for me but he's helmed nearly a dozen movies including girls trip and night school never seen either of those six people are accredited for the screenplay which is usually a pretty ominous sign lebron james don Cheadle, sonequa martin green star the movie follows LeBron James and the Looney Tunes teaming up for a basketball match against a rogue artificial intelligence that's kidnapped and basically warped the mind of James's young son. <laughs> it pulled in $32 million in its opening week, which is better than 
analysts predicted, and it was good for number one after Black Widow nosedived in its second week of release. Uh, critics have not been too kind. It sits at a lowly 32% on the almighty Rotten Tomatoes, which is near your prediction when mm. we do the game. You said 55. I said 59. We're both way off, but you're closer, <laughs> so you win. Ooh. Uh, a couple little stats here. Now, the original came out in 1996. I'm a young boy in fifth grade. Loved the original movie. Development on a sequel started that same year after a producer apparently lied to WB about Michael Jordan's interest. Turns out MJ wasn't keen on doing another one and all the plans were scrapped. There's been a number of sequel ideas throughout the years. One involved Jackie Chan. Another race car driver, Jeff Gordon. That movie was called Race Jam, which sounds... Absolutely heinous. There was one called Skate Jam with Tony Hawk. Loves. But that movie was canned after WB released the movie Looney Tunes Back in Action in 2003. That movie bombed. I didn't know how bad it bombed until I looked on the box office mojo. It only made $68 million worldwide. Just oh, wow. under $21 million here in the USA, which is truly Insane, considering you have the Looney Tunes starring in it. (laughs) As for this LeBron version, WB announced development back in 2014. Two years later, Justin Lin, our favorite Justin Lin, signed on to direct. He left the project two years later, and a man named Terrence Nance was hired to direct. Production started in June of 2019, and Nance quit less than one month later over creative issues, which is kind of interesting. I think ultimately the lead up to this movie is more interesting than anything we're going to have to say about this movie. <laughs> and I would like to preface this by saying I'm not going to sit and rip on this movie because it's just kind of sad <laughs> that we have grown men and women around the world ripping this movie when it's clearly meant for children. It's funny you say that because when we were watching it and we started it and I don't know what kind of movie I was expecting. And maybe it's the fact that I held the first one close to uh, like near and dear my heart. But I, over the years, I haven't watched it. Not going to lie. I really liked it when it came out. And this one was like, I can't wait to watch it just to see like what happens this was one of those movies as it started to play out, I started to realize I was in over my head with <laughs> those feelings because... Well, the first one, honestly, and I've said this, the first one, we love it for nostalgia because we were kids. Yeah. Rewatching it, it's not a good movie. It's yeah. not, I mean, I don't know what we're like, that's not a masterpiece. Yeah. And that's, I think, supposed to be a movie that just keeps you entertained and kids entertained. And, and and it's like 85 minutes, which is amazing. Yeah. Like 45 minutes into the movie, the basketball game is starting. What's crazy is this is an hour and 55 minutes and the basketball game starts at the 55 minute mark because we yeah. paused it to get snacks. And I was like, oh my goodness, the game is starting now. Is this going to be like a Creed 2 fake out where we have that first fight and then we have like, you know, an ending to the game and they're, they're, for some reason they get a second game? Like, what is going to happen? And yeah. no, the last full hour is basketball. Yeah, that's what I, I was like, what's going to happen here? And, you know, what's good about this movie? 
I will say the animation looks good. I I dig the animation. I think that it's been revamped. It's been modernized. There's obviously plenty of production work that's been added to this. I found it interesting too. You know, you bring up the director, and it's something that, as of recently, I ended up watching Night School, and I watched Girls Trip for the very first time. I did not see it when it first came out. I know it was one of those kind of like bridesmaids where it just had this huge following as soon as that movie came out. This with Space Jam, it's interesting because I think perhaps right now we are, it's, it's getting a lot of love from families. And I wonder if that's going to continue. But the fact that with it being such a diverse movie in terms of, we don't have anything like this right now in the theaters that's also going to be helping in terms of just it's this is fair movie fair that we don't have and with that i think that is something that is great to 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 see and also you know we can end up getting this on hbo because i know i told you i thought i would probably see it in the theater i'm glad i didn't see it in the theater because i was at home yeah it would look like, good though i mean it would yeah. i think it would have popped yeah it would have i i think it would have sounded great too this was one of those movies for myself i was glad to just see at home um and i don't think i'd be mad if i spent any money to see it in the theater because the only reason why i would spend money is if i had kids like if i actually paid to see it in the theater i think looking back on it now um but you know, it's it's funny. Before we started recording, we were talking about this, and it's like, you know, obviously we don't have kids, but I could see like if you took your family to see this, you could end up having some fun with it, and they would have some fun. But I haven't heard weirdly enough. I've not heard of anyone watching this movie, young or old or <laughs> our age, and it's just like surprising that it made that amount of money. I, I was gonna say I wish we had kids. I, I do I do know my buddy with a young son, he'll go see movies. They aren't great movies, but he gets an absolute thrill watching his son fall in love with whatever he's watching on screen. And he he's just like, it makes the experience better. Like I can tolerate garbage. And I wonder <laughs> if and this isn't I'm not saying this is garbage, but if you brought your kids to this and they loved it, I think you would walk out going, Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And, and ultimately, I think that this is that kind of movie, one to have fun with. I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot more that you can go and you can dissect this movie. And like you said, it's just like in the first few minutes, I was like, I wonder how I can talk about this because I know there was something else recently uh, that dropped on HBO Max, the legendary Tom and Jerry movie. And it's like... <laughs> There, you know, there's only so much that it's like, okay, this is to be expected. It's tough though, because that you have professional actors in that film. Mm -hmm. You know, like you watch Michael Pena and he's funny in Tom and Jerry. LeBron, I love LeBron James. He's an all-time basketball player. He's not a thespian. (laughs) And in five to 10 minutes, like you said, I was like, oh, um, this could be rough. He's just not great, mm-hmm. which is disappointing. I do think he gets better when we get into basketball mode and he can like strut his stuff. Yeah, for sure. I also wish too 
that this was a little more original, you know, yeah. like we couldn't have come up in the 20 years or whatever that it's, the first one was released a better plot. Like I yeah. like the idea that his son is different and his son creates something and he has to learn something, but it's just, everything is too similar. Um, people have been really ripping the whole WB shared verse or whatever it's called. Oh Yeah because it's basically just product placement for an hour and 55 minutes. <laughs> I honestly kind of didn't mind seeing all the WB properties in this movie. I do think some of the choices were bizarre. Like we have, I don't know if you noticed it in the background, Alex and his three droogs from a clockwork orange are in the crowd. And it's like a bizarre inclusion because those people are like disgusting and then, I don't know, I don't want to sit and complain about this movie, but there are some strange choices. Uh, I, did you like Don Cheadle? Like, Don Cheadle's an actor. I mean, he's... Yeah, he's almost like this Ultron-type character, this advanced AI, or, uh, AI yeah. And, like, he's... I think he was fine. Um, what did I, he I, want, though? I don't... I, I, that's, that was the thing, too. It's like, I didn't even know what he... Did he want to, like, take over the... LeBron James's body, or I don't even know what he wanted. He basically the the what it boiled down to is that he's like, no one knows who I am. I want them to know who I am, and it's like, oh, okay. So I couldn't figure out though because they have the pitch meeting with LeBron, and they have this you know AI pitch him whatever the you know his idea. Do they know? I, I just don't understand. Did they know that the AI created it, <laughs> or did they create it? And then just, you know, pitch it as the AI's doing it. I think it's the latter. And I was confused by that now that you're bringing that up because I thought watching it, I understood it. But now that you're saying that, I can't remember. <laughs> it's, it's, it's complete nonsense. But, you know, uh, hopefully kids liked it. I, I know CineScore, whatever it's called, it's, you know, people walking out opening night, they, they rate the movie. And it has like an A minus score. So win-win. I don't know. I don't think this has strong legs for a number of reasons, and mm -hmm. you can kind of blame streaming for that. And for whatever reason, kids' movies during the pandemic have not been doing that great. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's not tarnishing the legacy of the original. I think it's a fun addition. Again, the original's not that great. This is okay. It's a step down, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's one of those that I think if you're able to just enjoy the movie for what it looks like in the trailers because that's exactly what you're going to get i i mean it, there's there's not much more like you can't expect there to be a great story or great acting but if you want something that maybe relives because like in the first couple of minutes I'm like holy crap this is a literal copy yeah. of the first one it's the the exact same thing and I'm like, if you want that again, just with LeBron, hey, there's your next generation. There you go. And you get some advanced animation, and that's pretty much it. And, I mean, it's one of those that I I think, especially like comparing this to like Tom and Jerry, I'd probably put on... Um, <laughs> I would probably put... Uh, Tom and Jerry over uh, watching this again, weirdly Ooh. enough. Yeah. I think I, I think I would watch this again just because I like basketball. 
Yeah, I mean, there are parts of this that I think would be fun, but um, I just don't know. I don't know if I'd, I'd rewatch this. And not like I hate it, but um, uh, yeah, it's, um, I, I just, I'm, after watching, I'm like, okay, that's, that's over. Uh, and then that's it. It's like a very indifferent feeling I have. Yeah. So if there's in between loves, hates, that's where it would be for me. Let's now move on to the next part, which will be the Rotten Tomatoes game, where we talk about two movies. This episode, we are going to talk about M. Night Shyamalan's brand new film, Old, and we're also going to get some predictions for Snake Eyes. If you don't know what the Rotten Tomatoes game is, that's where we guess what the critic score will be on Rotten Tomatoes for these two films. And right now... They're empty, and we're going to get them before any of the reviews come out. Drew, would you like to start? What do you want to start with? Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe, Origins? Ooh. Does it matter? Yeah. They both come out July 23rd, so let's do that one because it's the one I have the least interest in. It is a movie I don't, I have not seen either of the previous two G.I. Joe movies, though I have to admit, I don't know if this is literally connected in that universe whatsoever. Mm. I think this looks fun i'm not in a rush to go see it i'm gonna say let's do 52 percent. i just i didn't grow up with gi joe i have no connection to it so gi joe the rise of cobra came out I mean, in 2009 i got 34 percent. isn't the rock in one of those movies yeah that's uh retaliation uh, from- i'll tell you i'm never gonna watch those even if they're connected to this thing oh <laughs> i just uh, don't care yeah, I, you know, I felt the same way about, and I don't know what or where I watched it, but I watched G.I. Joe Retaliation, the third film. That's with The Rock. That went down even more to 29%. Channing Tatum was the the big get in both of those movies. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling hopeful about this. I think it's going to get higher than than what you said. I'm going with 68%. Mm, wow. I think, I honestly think it could get about 70. I think it could, could get a fresh Ooh, score. It, yeah. looks, it looks kind of fun. But I'll say 68. Now, next up, we've got M. Night Shyamalan's brand new film. This is coming right after he finished the Unbreakable trilogy. So I'm curious to see what he's got up his sleeves. Now, this isn't necessarily an original story from M. Night. This comes from a book. So Yeah, I think it's a graphic novel. Oh, okay. okay. Which I, know, I don't know anything about. I don't either. Um, so I'm curious to see if this will be more open-ended or I, I assume that'll be pretty much a one-off film. But what do you think about this film, Old? Well, Shyamalan was coming off Leading into Glass. He had two fresh movies, The Visit 68, Split 77, Glass 37. So it was a huge dip. I think he's right back on the rise. You know, I'm a big Shyamalan fan. Mm-hmm. I used to run the M. Night Shyamalan collective website. Ooh. It was a big deal way back in the day. That has nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to bring that up again. <laughs> Old, my prediction, 86%. Oh, no way. I'm going to say it's his freshest review since way back in 2002, when Signs came out, that had 74%. Whew. 
Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm going to slightly adjust mine because I had two scores in mind. And I thought this could be the freshest or this could be uh, a little more lukewarm. And let me go more lukewarm. Ooh. I'm going to lower mine to 72%. I mean, that's respectable. Yeah. I think not to, not to M. Night Shyamalan, but the rest of the world, that's respectable. <laughs> I, I think that ultimately Shyamalan, if he gets that, especially after Glass, that's going to be a, a major bump up. I need to catch up on Servant, that Apple Plus show that he does. Yeah, so I've, I've never finished season one, but I liked it. I just for some reason, you know, didn't finish it. Yeah, you know, I've heard that the first season's good, and I have not heard anything about the second. So that makes me want to start it. Just because Shyamalan, there's something interesting about Shyamalan, and especially like the uh, Shyamalana sense, the the rise <laughs> of him returning. Uh, I'm excited to see more Shaman. Old looks good. This looks like a really solid movie and a very interesting choice to come out this summer. Do you think that you'll see Old in theaters? Yes, but I mean, if I can get out of seeing G.I. Joe, then I'm going to do it. <laughs> do you I just think, don't necessarily want to pay for that. Do you think that that could be Alexi's choice, Snake Eyes, and then she's got to see Old with you right after? I think she would be down to see Old that's better than uh, my girlfriend who she just straight up says, absolutely not. I'm not just going to lie say and say it's a plot about like, an, like just give her the plot of the father starring Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> Trick her into showing up. I will, I will describe the plot of the secret life of pets. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. She's like, Oh, I'm in. Yeah. That would get her there. Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, she she would definitely go then. Um, yeah, I'm 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 excited. I'm really excited for old. So uh, both of these movies, I'm interested to see to see more about them. So that's going to do it for us on this episode of Quality Check Podcast. So once again, film fans, thanks for joining us. And until next time, keep watching. The recording has stopped.